Uh, let's move on to our next film. Uh, we, oh, that's weird. What's that? I'm so sorry, Will. This is so rude, but somebody's at the door. Let me. Oh, oh boy. They are. Hold on one second. Um, oh, God, this is going to be a bit. <laughs> I hope everything's okay. That's weird. What are these two doing? They're just kind of walking. Do you hear this, Will? Yeah, I'm hearing some music. I don't know where that music's coming from. Should we just ignore it? I don't know what's going on, Will. I'm scared. We love each other so much. Is that, is that Adam Driver? Sure sounds like it. Love each other so much. He's so tall. He's quite lanky, that boy. We're Wait. Scoffing at logic. Will, this he's with somebody. A lady. We love each other so much. Do you, do you know who that is? The one and only Marion Cotillard. She's, yeah, that's her. I recognize her voice. She loves him? Uh, you would... How would you assume that? Wow. I, I wonder if they're just going to keep saying that over and over again. Yeah, man, this is going to be an interesting conversation. I'm confused, Will. Yeah. This, this song, it's not catchy, but it makes me feel something. Is this a spark song? Would you be surprised if it was? I think I'd be over the moon. Okay, they're they're leaving. I'm I'm gonna shut my door, um, and lock it. They just like waltz into your room and start singing and professing their love and and ride off into a motorcycle, and uh, go off into that good night. I'm not gonna lie to you, Will. I kind of wanted to go with them. If it wasn't for this okay. show, and I'd want to just leave you hanging. Sure, that'd be fair. I wouldn't. I wouldn't think less of you if you went with them. That uh, that Adam Driver, he's a tall drink of water, Annie. Oh, and uh, you bet I'm thirsty. So this week we're talking about Annette, which is a movie, and it came out uh, in limited theat- uh, limited theatrical run. It's mm-hmm. this first week, right? Um, it, it premiered at Cannes, and I don't know if it released in Europe earlier than this week possibly i think if it did it was in france i think that was a few weeks ago if i'm not mistaken i think so so listener you're probably thinking okay well who made this movie and i'll tell you um that would be uh leo's car uh, his first english language film and uh, i I don't know if you're a fan of his work i'm a fan of holy motors um yeah let's see i think that's the only movie i've ever seen from him but that would be the same for me as well that's the my only point of reference for him though i know he was um uh, very uh, influential filmmaker going back oh, yes. uh, from like 90s and the 80s, maybe even the yeah, 70s. Yeah, Juliette Binoche, one of her earliest roles with uh, Les Amants du Panneuf and mm-hmm. uh, Boy Meets Girl, I think was, I think his first big movie. I don't think it was his debut, but that's the one I've, I've heard mentioned quite a bit in like his younger days, but I think that's like yeah. early 80s. And I know he was also um, a film critic. French guy, came, French guy, by the way. Yeah, but uh, a he film was a critic. F- a film critic, and then he became a filmmaker. Maybe he was a filmmaker yeah. and also a film critic at the same time. I don't exactly know, but I know he's also a critic. Yeah, I don't know too much about his life. Um, I think that I, my, I think my understanding is that he's been a film 
filmmaker and a film critic kind of like around the same time. I don't know if he, when he stopped being a critic or if he stopped being a critic, if he did, I'd, I, you know, I'd like to learn more about the guy. I really don't know much, uh, but he's definitely like, one thing I know about him is that he is heavily inspired by John Luke Godard. Um, he's definitely one of those guys who like a lot of his movies, they tend to really pay tribute to the French new wave of the fifties mm-hmm. and sixties. And so, which makes sense. I mean, the guy came, you know, into his filmmaking around the eighties and nineties, as we mentioned. Now yeah. he's kind of getting later in his career. He's still kind of a, a young guy. I think he's like in his sixties now, early sixties. And Annette, uh, I think this is his latest film in a few years. Cause he did a, he did a short film. I know that after Holy Motors, but I don't think he did a feature since then. Yeah. And Holy Motors was like the first feature he had done, I believe in a decade. <laughs> you know, So he only seems to make a movie like once a decade, almost uh, at least these days. I, he made a bunch, like he had, he had a run of films. Um, if I'm recalling correctly earlier in his career. So all that said, Annette, you know, and I mentioned that and you're like, oh, wow. And then I mentioned, you know, the Sparks, you know, they did. We just talked about the Sparks Brothers documentary, but the band Sparks, uh, Russell Mail, Ron Mail, they did the music for this. And so you listen, you're probably thinking, oh, my gosh, well, indie art house movie premiered at Cannes. I bet this movie is like a lean 90 minutes. I bet it's like an (laughs) hour, hour 25, maybe, maybe an hour 30. And uh, listen, what if I told you this was longer than james gunn's the suicide squad is by it? seven minutes okay <laughs> because the suicide squad was 132 minutes so two hours and then 12 minutes this movie two hours and 19 minutes hmm. and I they're around the bet, same length you better believe that i yeah sure I, you better believe sure. i sat down i sat through the whole credits i did how could i not mm-hmm. um the film is going to be on amazon prime video later this month, I think August 20th, if I'm not mistaken on that. And yeah. I know that Carax, he's been, he's been working on this movie for a while. If I remember the can coverage, he, he was like in talks doing this film years and years ago. Mm-hmm. I think uh, originally it was going to have Adam driver, Rooney Mara, and actually Rihanna uh, was in talks to make the yeah. film. Yeah. Yeah. They were going to make it, I think in 2017. And then I don't think they, I think because driver was doing star Wars um, and they also had Michelle Williams come in, uh, to replace Rudy, Rooney Mara, which, by the way, I still really wonder what how what Rooney Mara would have been like in this movie. But then Michelle Williams, I can't even find. see. I I'm more curious about the Rihanna version of this film. Very curious about that. Sure. Yeah, I think I think there are aspects of that, though, and I wasn't going to voice it. But considering her history with Chris Brown and kind of what happens in this movie, I kind of think I understand what might have happened there but uh you know we don't have to speculate yeah i wasn't planning to speculate i just uh yeah yeah yeah. so then marion cotillard she she replaced michelle williams and they shot this in like 2019 or so so now we're finally getting it uh simon helberg also in this movie i I know will you've told me many times you know you don't want anybody to know this but you're a little basic you love big bang theory it's your favorite show uh no not at all i i I think (laughs) it's uh more offensive than people give it credit (laughs) Well, that's um, weird then that you watched every episode. You did an after show with the cast. Uh, I've seen sorry. several episodes <laughs> of the show. Uh, I mean, I, I, my opinion does not come from like a handful of episodes. I've, I've seen probably like a season's worth of the show. And uh, I hear you. I, I watched the first three seasons. Um, oh, man. I think I binged it. Yeah, like in 2010 or something. And then I stopped. I was like, this show's kind of dumb. Uh, but anyway, awful. I like Simon Helberg, though. 
I always yeah, like nothing, Simon Cowper. I have nothing against any of the actors in the show, honestly. I, yeah, I think yeah. they all they all did what as to be expected with they the got money. They got paid. Yeah. Uh, I mean <laughs> they can all comfortably retire if they want. So if they do something, it's because they want to do it. So you know, something I agree like with this. That. I agree with yeah. That. Mm-hmm. I think the last movie I saw Simon Halberg in was uh, Florence Foster Jenkins, the uh, biopic. Oh, but yeah. He was. That, yeah, that was a while back. 2016. Same year as oh, yeah, Suicide yeah. Squad. <laughs> it's all first, full circle. So, Annette, I, Will, do you want to try to describe what this movie is about? Or do you want to avoid that responsibility? Well, it's, it's not that I want to avoid it. I just don't know how much you want to give away. Because it's one of those type mm. of films where it's like, uh like is the surprise factor part of it like i mean like the the broad strokes applied i guess is that it's a like pop rock opera uh like you said sure. from the original music of the sparks uh and it tells a potentially autobiographical type story about a um artist who struggles to voice his like uh just general disdain for the world like he has this kind of brooding uh hyper masculinity to his art that is like about like killing the audience whereas his love interest played by marion cultiard is about dying every day on stage and they have this kind of like yin yang relationship that that fosters uh, a child at one point and uh over the course of parenthood a lot of uh difficulties ensue particularly with the father's image being tarnished from a number of different reasons and uh i feel like that's the most i want to say without giving anything away because i think the rest of it is just a matter of kind of being absorbed into the uh operaticism of this very strange over-the-top melodramatic movie yeah yeah, melodramatic, great word for that. Um, and it, it is hard to describe this movie without giving too much away, so we're going to be very careful, and uh, I think that you did that well. So one thing I'll say is that, once again, did not see a trailer. I had no idea what I was in for with this movie. I had heard one scene sort of described, like something involving Adam Driver and Marion Cotillard's like, sex scene. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, how could how could you miss that off the presses? People were... People I mean, couldn't wait to share that tidbit. We could talk about it. I mean, they, there's a conlingus scene, and it's fairly early on, and it's uh, while they're singing. They're singing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's uh, quite awesome. <laughs> there you go. I think, I think <laughs> this is going to be a conversation, isn't it? So this movie is unhinged. Like, it is just... it. There, I, I don't know. I, I do not know what Leo Carax was thinking, but he certainly... <laughs> He certainly did something here. And it, this is not one of those movies that's easy to just sort of watch and be like, oh, I watched a movie. Like, no, it sticks with you the mm-hmm. whole day after to the point where like you're sitting down over your bowl of cereal and people are trying to get your attention of like, John, you know, we got it. We got to get the kids to school. And this is a fake situation on kids. But, you know, like, come on, you're going to be late for work. But I'm just sort of like. You know, I have Sparks music just like ringing in my ears and like wooden babies crawling in my brain. And it, it's just an odd baby. movie. I love the puppet. I love the puppet baby in this. Oh my uh, gosh. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking of, uh, oh my gosh, Will's going to be thinking of Pinocchio. He's going to be thinking of. You're thinking of like the Jonathan Taylor Thomas one? Yeah. Okay. Because I, well, I, I don't, yeah, I still haven't seen the other one that you were a fan of. 
Oh yes, the um, the Roberto Benigni one that came out last year. Yeah, uh, good movie, that Pinocchio. <laughs> uh, and good movie, did, Annette. Did we... I, I Annette. like Annette. Yeah, good movie. <laughs> you don't want to. You don't want to. You just want to cut right to it, huh? Yeah. I think I hated this movie. I know. I think I just <laughs> I sat through this movie wanting it to end, and I. I understand partly what it's trying to do. It's not that it's going over my head. I just, I just have this, this big neon sign hanging over me while I'm watching this. It's just why. And I had such a hard time getting through this. I just didn't care. I think once we get past his like comedy special, which has hints of, okay, this is something that I'm going to enjoy where it's such a rock opera that the audience is singing back to him. I was like, yeah, yes. all right, I'm in. This is fun. I think what this movie does with Marion Cotillard, what it does with women in general, what it does to sort of just prop up this, you know, hyper-masculinity, as you're saying, with Adam Driver, just to just force us through hours of misery for no reason, it feels to me. Th- this should have been a short film. This would have been an amazing 20, 25 minute short film. Instead, it's a two and a half hour slog. Yeah, I've heard you say that, and I genuinely can't imagine the short film version of this film. Like, with everything it's trying to say, if anything, I think it's trying to say too much. Like, I I can't imagine a condensed version of this film. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And it should just cut out all the stuff it says that, honestly, it just doesn't need to say. But I I think you're advocating for, like, the boring version of this film. I'm advocating for the for the version of this film that makes sense, that is focused and coherent. And I don't just mean coherent that it makes sense like the mat like I don't know, like the plot is easy to follow. Like it's not like you're watching this and you're confused. It's not that abstract. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It just goes off on so many tangents and it just it sits on a scene for so long. And when the point has to be made 30 times. Yeah, and I mean, well, I yeah, I mean, it's a very hyper liberal or hyper liberal, hyper literal film, um, as far as like how it's trying to make its points over and over again, which I think was deliberate in that like it's it's emulating operatic style, where like operas, if you like, you know, see translations of what the text is, it's very like the characters just explicitly like, pronouncing their emotions, obviously, in very like musical ways but um you know it's just like them kind of just like bellowing out their their voices and their frustrations and i think what i find fascinating about the film is that we're seeing it from the perspective of it's an opera from the perspective and viewpoint of a character who can't really sing (laughs) uh and i think that's what i find so endearing and fascinating about it is that it's about this kind of brutish like literal apish man who like can't really like voice his frustrations with the world and like he like clearly wants to say things and as like this toxic white male he feels like he society kind of emboldens him to do so but like he just like he can't really tell jokes he can't really like voice his literal voice like he just like he tries to say all these like profound deep things but he's just incapable of actually saying anything deep or profound and he is counterpoint by a woman who's just like has this very bold and beautiful voice and that like enrages him and frustrates him and i get that like yeah i agree with what you're saying like the way it it views women is troubling concerning but if we're viewing it from that male's perspective i think that's part of the point and i think that that adds to the messaging and themes of the film and i found that to be effective 
Yeah, it wasn't effective for me. It just, I just felt like it was pounding me in the head with its point. And I, I just really struggled to, to connect with this. I think because, and, and I should say too, I love Adam Driver. I guess I, I need to get yeah. that out of the way. He's very good in this, I think. I was thinking so many times during this, I was like, I mean, this is what I asked for, isn't it? I wanted an Adam Driver musical. I asked. I was like, after Marriage Story, and he belted out Sondheim, I was like, sure. You know is he t- he's not technically a great singer, but the man knows how to put himself into a song. Even, even a Sondheim, you know, ballad that he has no business singing. I think that in this movie, he's not the problem. Cotillard's not the problem. Because I think that he kind of saves this movie from being an F for me. Um, hmm. Because at least one thing I get out of this is a terrific Adam Driver performance. Like the kind of Adam yeah, Driver performance good. I can't believe is real. I, it's just, it, it's, it's, it's unreal. It's surreal. There is a scene with him and Marion Cotillard, who I think gets a bit shafted in this movie personally. That she could have had more to do, yeah. I just think that she just gets genuinely trounced by the writing. You could say whatever you want out. to call it. Yeah. Hmm? You could say drowned out, yeah. There you go. <laughs> His bass overpowering her soprano. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just think that I like what this movie is going after. It's talking about how everybody's performing. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you're in the audience, you know, the idea of a comedian getting up there and telling jokes, it's an absurd thing when you actually take it out of context and you put the the veil of like a, an opera on it. And it's so weird to me that this doesn't work for me because it, it should be my thing. It should be something that, should have knocked me off my feet. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it's because I didn't see it on the big screen, but maybe it could be this kind of thing where for me, a rock opera that is so moody and downtrodden is just not something I react to. Maybe for some people it is, but if I'm watching a rock opera, I want at least a little fun. And I, it's a weird thing to ask of this movie. It's not trying to be fun. And I don't want it. I don't want to say that this movie would have worked if it for me if it had been fun. It's just something about the way that it is, like the kinds of things it's doing, but being so straight and so self-serious. It's just a mixture that like my taste buds just don't react to. That I'm sure for other people is gonna taste like fine wine or something. Does does that make any sense? Or are you just upset with me? Some of it does. Like, I, I mean, I think I should be explicit in just like this movie is farcical. Like, it's not self-serious all the time. Like, it's very directly comicky and lampooning the art industry by large. And not just like the comic side of it, just in general, just like the the facticity of, you know, being a celebrity and stuff and just the the absurdity of it just by nature and and having this be a companion piece to Holy Motors, I think commenting on a lot of the same things is that almost to the point where it sort of feels like a spiritual sequel to it. Um, not that I think that this movie is quite as good as Holy Motors or is quite as effective, even though that movie is also not, you know, for everybody. Um, I, I, I think where I can disagree, where I agree with you in that if I had not seen this in theaters, I probably would have paused a lot and like walked around and like, 
probably watched in chunks just because it is a frustrating film to watch and it, it does demand a good bit of you. And certainly in the beginning of the film, outside of the opening scene, which is delightful, um, I, I think it is a taxing and uh, stubborn film to sit through. But once I kind of reckoned with what I think it's trying to do and what the filmmakers are saying, uh, both the director and Sparks, uh, I found it to be effective and sort of disarming. And and like I was saying before, I think it's trying to do too much and say too much. But I do think it is a very thoughtful and articulate film, even to the point where it is being pretty precious about it and in, in, in having a style that that uh, maybe is too like self-conscious and like trying to do too much and and having a sense uh self-awareness that i think kind of takes away from some of the raw earnestness that's trying to uh emote but um at the same time i just like that film like this exists and it's at this weird and it's trying to do this much and uh by the end of it i found myself uh taken by it and i don't expect that for most people and i i know this is going to be a challenging and frustrating film for a lot of people and i'm not going to fight anybody against it but i do think it is effective as far as what it's trying to do and i think people will appreciate it if they you know want to accept it on its own terms but i know it's a big ass for a lot of people well two two words i'm gonna have to heavy push back on describing this film are uh, articulate and earnest i i didn't pick up on any of that i i didn't think did i say earnest and, uh you said an earnestness sure i mean i think there is an earnestness to it i guess but like um i don't know i, I think it is also like kind of poking the bear and being like satirotic at the same time it's more kabuki theater in a way i mean sure kind of literally to an extent yeah well that's i mean when you make a movie about a comedian that's that's to be expected i guess with puppets look yes. at it look i i absolutely it's like we talked about in the sparks documentary i absolutely appreciate artists making their stuff and just kind of swinging you know, I just got to be honest with like how this movie to what you're saying kind of frustrates me and how I want I want the message here to come through for me. For me, what did come through about this movie, what he kind of sells in a way that uh, cracks did what he kind of sells in a way that I think this movie gets right is just this concept. Three words. Fame is tragedy. Just you don't want it. Fame is poison. It's going to infect everything about you and the people you love. It just breeds jealousy and regret and disappointment. And it's not the most nuanced thing about this movie, I don't think. I mean, it, it kind of just sort of, it's almost like a presupposition of this movie. It's like watching a train wreck happening a mile away, but the passengers don't really see it's coming except for maybe one or two. And that to me, like adds to the misery of watching it because like that kind of experience just makes me cringe because I, I just can't handle something like this in execution, even though I can look at it academically and I can say like, man, corrects, he just knows how to put scenes together. He knows how to blend photography with this highly original score, highly original music. And of course, have the sense to hire Adam Driver for, you know, I, I, who I would consider right now one of our most exciting actors. And I don't know. I think that I've heard some people say that this is going to be like a Moulin Rouge situation where it's something that. Uh, this is better than Moulin Rouge, I'm going to say. <laughs> I know you would say that, um, but I'm just I'm just going to speak for some of the people who are like how polarizing that. Oh, musical yeah, it's definitely was. polarizing. Yeah. 
that I think that's what people are getting at. I mean, it's a very different film in so many ways, but like, I think the idea of it being just a sort of like tragedy musical kind of like dressed up in pomp and circumstance that critics are going to be kind of split on and, and all this crazy stuff. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if that's what's going to happen down the line for it. I think people are going to kind of forget about this movie when it comes to the masses. Like if they even have thought about it in the first place, I, I don't think it's going to make much of a splash, honestly, uh, except with people who really love film and they love Leo Carax and they're going to bring this movie up a lot, I think during award season, but I, I don't see this being much of a, I don't know, buzzy awards film. I, I don't think it's designed for that sort of oh, thing, no. but I could be wrong. It could be like, you know, best production design, you know, stuff like that. No, I mean, like outside of like maybe like sight and sound, I don't think it's going to be recognized much. Like even like you said, critically, I think it's too divisive for it to be to earn any like concisive, I think, opinions by uh, by critics at large or, you know, by awards metrics at large. But yeah, I mean, I don't I mean, I have no idea what the uh, longevity of the film is going to be. I could see this earning something of like a cult following, particularly among um, driver fans just for like the fact that it is so weird and so outlandish and willing to make so many strange artistic choices and the uh, spirit of artistic interpretation and merit and all that stuff. But yeah, I mean, I, I found it to be more fun than I think you're suggesting, but I, I do agree with you that it is a long sit. You kind of have to like wrestle with it a lot in a way that I can understand if people just want to turn their brains off and uh, not think too much about what the film is, even one like this that is at once trying to be very like literate and uh, blunt, but also kind of obtuse and difficult to decipher. Um, I can understand that. Yeah, like I said, I'm not going to fight people because I understand that this movie is by design meant to be kind of challenging and frustrating to watch. And it's not one that's like by and large going to appeal to general broad audiences, even seeing it in a traditional art house theater, I felt the response from the audience was fairly divisive. Uh, probably the most so in a theater setting that I've seen since like Mother, the Darren Aronofsky movie, uh, which is so weird to think that, that got a wide release. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, this is a this is one that I can I think it's more of a me thing than uh, one that I would like recommend broadly. But I think if it's if something that's of interest to you or something you think like Oh, I, I at least want to see it to test it out. I think it's worth checking out, especially if you can see it in theaters. Um, I'm bummed that you didn't get the chance to see it in theaters just because it is such a kind of overwhelming theatrical experience that uh, even if I think you don't like the film, you kind of have to respect it in that sense. And I, I imagine seeing it at home is just a lesser experience for that reason. But yeah, I would give it, uh, I, you know, like watching the film, I went through a bunch of different grades, like, you know, one point I'm like, this is a C minus. One point I'm like, this is an A minus. Sometimes I'm like, this is a B plus, a B, C plus, you know, B minus, whatever. And I ultimately land on it being a B. A I enjoyed plus. it. No, yeah, that would be <laughs> funny. Um, yeah, I, 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 I think there's a lot here that's uh, discernible. I think there's a lot of things that you can, you know, argue justly and not about like what it does right or wrong or what it's trying to do or how it uses certain things. Um, but I just respect the hustle here. I think it's a type of film like especially this summer where like everything has been a slog and mediocrity for the most part. I, I find something like this to be pretty refreshing, even if it isn't uh, always an easy one to sit with or watch. Uh, I just I, I respect the hustle here. Like I said, the craftsmanship, what they're trying to do. And uh, it has a cool little puppet baby that was uh, 
something that you don't get in most other films. So with that, I give it, like I said, a pretty warm and admirable B. Warm, admirable B. Okay, well, I give it a C. C for car acts. Um, C for Caroline Champs here, the cinematographer. Lots of credit to to her. I think uh, she did great. Yeah. Um, great French cinematographer. Yeah. Great production design, too. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I do respect a movie that understands that we should be afraid of Adam Driver. I'll say that much. And I think that it's the kind of movie that I would maybe recommend if you are a completist and you just want to watch some of the most striking films of the year with one of the most pronounced casts. I think that this is, you can't go wrong with this. I just think that, yeah, it just has such a barrier for me. It made me think so much of like other movies that I do want to see instead. You know, it's so weird. It's so random, but I, I had a thought as like, you know, I want to rewatch saving Mr. Banks. It's not a very good movie. Uh, like I, it's okay. I, I, that's like a B minus me kind of movie, but I just had this feeling. I was like, I, I, I want to see Tom Hanks play Walt Disney. You know, it made me want to okay. be that basic. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. Will I, my mind went through so many, can you blame me after the fever dream? That is this movie for having weird. And I, I did guess. it. I watched saving Mr. Banks the next day. So there you go. I don't know. I just like not to jump the gun here, but like, I just don't like, like Annette's movie that I've still wrestled with. And the guy I saw it with, like we were talking, like we watched the movie, we went to the bar and talked about it. We, you know, went home the next day we got together and we still were talking about the movie. And that's like what I like as opposed to something like Vivo. But this was Simon Helberg, right? You saw it with? Sure. Uh, who's very good in this, I think. Uh, uh, it's nice to see him give a good performance again. Um, but not that he's bad in Big Bang Theory. I'm sure he's fine. But um, yeah, I mean, comparing that to something, another musical like Vivo, which I saw today and felt largely indifferent to. <laughs> Uh, and I've mostly forgotten about is just like, you know, if, if we're going to get movies one way or another, I'd, I'd much rather see a bunch of Annette's than movies that aren't Annette. So that's just my opinion. Well, that is Annette's. It's going to be on Amazon Prime Video later this month, but you can see it in select theaters now. And Will recommends it with a B. I say maybe skip it with a C. And box office wise, it's made about $72 million worldwide. Just kidding. Mm. That was Suicide Squad. Um, it's made $2 million, uh, so far at the box office. That's higher office. than I anticipated. Same here, actually. But, I mean, it's a French film. I think most of that's in France. So I think they've uh, they've responded differently to this movie for whatever reason. I mean, I think Carax has... His name goes pretty far over there. Yeah. But, yeah, that's Annette. Thank you so much for listening to our show. Be sure to subscribe to Cinemaholics on your favorite podcast app of choice or find us on YouTube. See you all next time.